This event kicks off our first ever season as a 14-team league. We plan to use this season to celebrate the incredible strength we have going forward with our eight continuing members, our four incoming members, and also to celebrate the impact that Texas and Oklahoma have had on this conference since day one. We accelerated Texas and OU withdrawal, which was a win-win for all parties. It's an interesting delivery. That sounded more like a campaign speech than it did uh, the commissioner. We're going to go to Michigan, in Arizona, <laughs> in Tennessee, and then we're going to take out the White House. <laughs> ah! <laughs> that's all it is on. All that it is missing, huh? That's what. Oh, that's hilarious. That's how he should have done. Like, if they're doing conference expansion, we're going to San Diego State. <laughs> and we're going to Boise State and Colorado and Arizona. And Arizona. <laughs> then we're going to take over the SEC. And then he does the. Yeah. Ah! How, uh, how do they plan to celebrate uh, everything OU and Texas have given the league? By calling some bleeping holding calls this this year, Ooh. unlike last year, is that how we uh, plan to celebrate the legacy of OU and Texas in the league? I mean, he just said that's a, that's what they plan to do. Yeah, they're gonna give him a going away present. Let me ask you something, honestly. Was did it just so happen that because we were a average? or below average football team that the calls made a bigger impact on our games and therefore we noticed them way more or can you explain it? Is this just one of those years where we didn't get the bounces or do you think there was, there's actually something to the poor officiating? Can, can it seat? actually be all three of those? Like, yeah. yes. I mean, the, the margin was so slim that you did notice all the, the terrible calls Yes, the officiating was that bad. Like, dude, even bad teams get more than one holding call enforced in conference play. You know what I mean? Right. Now, there's been some really bad teams in the conference, and I'd venture to guess that all of those bad teams have had more than one enforced holding call in Big 12 play. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. You know, you you get called for holding whenever – you're like you're out of position. You're you're getting beat, and we were so bad on def- defense that we didn't have all we didn't put a whole lot of offensive linemen out of position to where they're trying to. I know, to but hold. still, man, still, I know it's people like, make mistakes. College kids make mistakes. At least I think in this league, there's holding almost every single play. Now, is there one that you can call that's egregious enough to where you see it? No, but yeah, it's it's. Pretty interesting that Oklahoma and Texas had almost no holding calls. What, yeah. Texas had two and we had one, something I, like that? I don't know if the two for Texas is actually legit. There was some pushback on that one, but yeah. it sounds like the, the one for OU is is actually <laughs> legit. So your mark said that. We're going to celebrate the eight staying, the four incoming, and the two leaving. I don't know how we're doing that. Uh, then he asked how we're going to place the OU-Texas game and they're kind of just their whole uh, tradition and standing within the conference. Well, listen, uh, they have great identity, their national brands, and they're a big part of the history of this conference. But like I said last year, this conference is bigger than any two schools. So we're in a great place. There's never been a better time than right now to be involved with this conference, and I'm excited about our future. Conference is bigger than any two schools. 
well, shot or just defending his league? Is it legit? It's legit. I mean, that, that's how you got to present it. Um, I, I've, I am one, and I don't think there's a whole lot of people out there. I think most people kind of take your approach, which is we're not going to be there anymore. I don't care about it. It's probably going to suck. Um, I actually think that it's going to be incredibly. We're talking about the Big Twelve here. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That that is my stance on this. You are correct about that. And I think it's most people's. You, you can speak for me on this uh, on this topic. I think it's most people's, and I get it. But I think it's going to be super competitive, right? Oklahoma and Texas are leaving, and right now, I don't know. Maybe you and I have. We probably have different opinions on who's going to rule the roost of the next decade uh, for the conference. I think. Um, I think competition is good. I think it's going to be tight. Uh, I think that it's someone or maybe a handful, two teams perhaps, are going to benefit with Oklahoma and Texas leaving. So, I mean, I get it. That's He's approaching it the right way. Uh, that's that's how you have to. Mike Gundy is in midseason form already. He showed up to Big 12 Media Day ready. <laughs> he was asked about Texas being the number one team today in the preseason poll. And he responded, well, is that based on history? Last five years? Last 50 years? Yes. I like that. Context matters. I haven't actually heard the audio clip, but that is the uh, – that's, that's what he said. It's not, the last, it's not the last five, that's for sure. Perhaps the last 50, but it ain't the last five. Uh, he also basically blamed OU once again. Uh, when OU decided to lead the Big 12, they chose to end Bedlam. It was a one-sided deal. Well, that's not basically blaming OU. That it, is that is blaming. <laughs> yes, true. Definitely <laughs> blaming OU. And again, he even threw I, in a. We didn't have Jack to do with that. They didn't. He's right. That's true. But just because Oklahoma's going to the SEC doesn't mean that the game can never happen again. And there may just be no willingness or or want for either of the schools to uh, to play it moving forward, and that's fine. And a good way to tell if something is a rivalry is to see how, how teams treat each other and act towards one another, and this is exactly how you would treat a rival if you stopped playing. Here's the read that I'm getting off of this, okay? By what Mike Gundy has said, Kenny Gajewski, the president, I think this game can happen again, and I think it will happen again. But you know what I think it's going to take for it to happen again? What? OU approaching Oklahoma State. I feel like OSU is still so butthurt after everything. They continue to bring this up publicly. I don't think that they're totally against at all playing this, but I almost feel like their pride would – it would have to be OU that approaches Oklahoma State. Like, hey, let's, you know, let's, let's work together to do this on this certain year. We can make this happen. This, I, that's how I almost – that's how I really feel like it would have to be approached. Where – maybe we'll play them in the Independence Bowl. Like the uh, – the fourth place Big 12 team against the sixth place SEC team. Is that about right? Independence Bowl? I know the Big 12 is in the Independence Bowl. I'm not sure if the SEC is, but the bowl committee will find a way. Well, they to used make it to happen. be, right? They, they? They, they used to be, yeah. Yeah. Maybe we'll have to play them in the, in the Texas Bowl or some bowl game somewhere. Would that be a good draw, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, after we haven't played Bedlam in a, in a 
a handful of years in a bowl yeah, game. Yeah, be a great draw. That'd be, that'd be probably good for them. It would mean that we are in a really bad position. Maybe we play them in a playoff game. Hell, right? Uh, well, we'll we'll see. In Stillwater. Oh God. Oklahoma State hosting a. It's already going to be hostile enough this year in Stillwater. I can't even imagine that one. Big Twelve champ Oklahoma State as what the three seed hosting Oklahoma in uh, the first round of the college football playoffs. Let's go. Five eight zero. Pokey State has played SEC non cons in the past. Gundy is a moron and knows OU is just a demon that he won't get over. Uh, Captain Willard, Tyler, you have to find the audio of Gundy talking about his vitamins to prevent grain. Precious moments. Ah, oh, really? Mm-hmm. Huh. That's good. Uh, KW in the 918, how do you celebrate OU in Texas? That's easy, Tyler. You celebrate them by calling a combined two holding calls the entire year and rescinding the egregious personal foul call in the West Virginia game. Did we ever get an explanation on that? Yeah. Um, just cause is what the, <laughs> is what the official said after. <laughs> oh man. That's great. Uh, led league in negative plays on defense says the four Oh five one holding uh, penalty is shady. That's from Willie Mays Hayes. That's true. But here's the thing we led, like we really stockpiled a bunch of negative yardage plays in the first handful of games of the year. And they were much fewer and further between as the year went on. But that is a good point. If you are penetrating on the line of scrimmage and you're not getting holding calls, something's going on. Maybe that's why Ethan Downs got first team all Big 12. Yeah. Because the uh, rest of the coaches were like, well, geez, he got held every single play and they never <laughs> called it. And he was great. That's right. 405, the Big 12 refs were bad, but the cheese at bowel officiating was awful. Well, just the uh, Florida State players faking injuries the entire time was what was awful in that game. Hey, that's college football's fault. That's college football's fault. If if you aren't going to, um, I don't know, put in some common sense safeguards against the fake injury stuff, people are going to use it. And I'm not. I I think it's. I think it's dumb. I. It's not how the sport is intended to be played, but you know, it's when when defense doesn't have the ability to like every single time they've changed the rules or, or it always benefits the offense, right? The speed at which they play. I if you're if it's the first quarter and an offense has a drive going and you know, they run a play and it, maybe it goes out of bounds, whatever, the, or the guy's tackled seven yards downfield. The officials don't need to be in full-on sprint their ass mode off to get the ball back and spotted <laughs> to where they can snap it again. Why are they doing it that way? Well, they're doing it to benefit the offense. Like Everything benefits the offense. They totally stopped calling a legal uh, man downfield on passing plays. Why? Well, we need more yards and more points. That's what people want to see. Benefits the offense. Everything benefits the offense. Big Rick in Owasso says, name the Big 12 trophy after Bob Stoops. That's what they can do to celebrate OU. They did name an award today after Bob Bolsby. Interesting. The male and female athlete who best whatever on and off the field. They're just great. They're awesome. Uh, Max Duggan was the... uh, the male athlete. <laughs> Did they really name it after Bob Bowlesby? Uh-huh. It, yeah. The yeah. Bowlesby Award? I, don't, I mean, maybe it's just the Bowlesby Award, but huh. they named a, an award after him. Well, you think Max Duggan is placing that in front of his uh, 
What did he win? Did he win the Davy O'Brien last year? Yeah, placing the something. Bullsby Award in front of the Davy O'Brien Award. Are they going to have like a huge um, like event where they probably like they do the Heisman and the Jim Thorpe and stuff? That'd be cool. Bullsby gets up there and talks for a half hour. Well, I'm not, I'm not okay. I'm not. I'm not even going to go that far today. I'm. I'm. I'm not going to do that. That. Did that? He's that's all in the past. That's behind me. He's gone through that's, enough. That's that's behind us. Okay. Um, the other big comment today: Big Twelve Commish Brett Yormark was asked about OU in Texas carrying the conference in recruiting, and he said, "Quote: I don't think they've carried the conference in recruiting. They haven't been in our championship game the past few years." In quotes. Yeah. And that's been the comment today where most people have said, "What an idiot! What a moron!" Of yeah. course, they've carried the conference in recruiting. Yeah. They both finished in the top five last year. Here's the thing. I don't think it's a great remark by your, by, mark. By your mark. Everyone knows Oklahoma and Texas has led the conference in recruiting. You don't have – and everyone knows that your mark is going to do everything he can to champion the teams that are staying in the Big 12. It does nobody any good – to publicly deny reality in order to, you know, pump the, the I think it lessens the case when yes. you say something like that. Exactly. And, That's he, what I'm and, and for about. the most part, and I watched his entire press conference, he did a really good job of selling the Big 12 and giving props to OU in Texas and all that. It's like, okay. And I even wrote down, I'm like, he's good. Like, I, cause I think he is a good commissioner, right. regardless of what he said. But when he says something like that, it's like, okay, dude, now you're just trying a little bit too hard kind of lose everyone for like because i'm sure because this is really what's happening and i don't know what, what everyone else ever everywhere is talking about but at least for us and i'm sure texas which is two really big markets the biggest markets for for talking about this stuff everything else that he has said evaporates into thin air and the only thing that anyone's talking about is the recruiting thing between Oklahoma what, and Texas. Yeah. It's so been the main thing we brought up today. It's that is why you don't deny reality in that position. I love this so much. God bless you, whoever sent this in from the four oh five. The Bullsby Award will be given at eleven AM on Saturday morning. Wow. God, that is funny. Brilliant. Oh, I love brilliant. That. <laughs> that is brilliant. LaDonna from Lubbock, sell the Big 12 all you want, but be honest. Greg from Lawton says, loses a lot of credibility. Yeah. agree with all that. That's it. Uh, okay, well, uh, he did say other things today. Big 12 title game will be through 2030 at AT&T Stadium. He also called AT&T Stadium probably the most iconic stadium in America. Maybe he's never been to Fenway or uh, Fenway Park or Wrigley Field before. I don't know. Yeah. <sighs> or Truist Field in Atlanta. You know, that's iconic. See, it's like, um, it's like, I don't know, if someone says the Egg Bowl is the greatest rivalry in college sports. No, it's not. All right? And it's the same thing with the AT&T Stadium, which, number one, nobody, nobody knows what AT&T Stadium is. They know what Jerry's world is, right? And if that's the case, it's not iconic, right? If Just because Taylor Swift had a concert there does not make it iconic. Mm. Though it does give it a lot of credibility. Okay. It, because Taylor Swift has, made, has had a concert there doesn't make it iconic. But if Taylor Swift hasn't had 
a concert there, you're not iconic. Like, you know what I'm saying? Well said. She, she has to have it there for you to be an iconic uh, Apparently, the Big 12 will have a new logo launch next year. Okay. Halftime show coming to the Big 12 championship game. Uh, we've reported that that's going to be Creed this year as the <laughs> halftime show. Heard it here first. What do you think the new Big 12 logo is going to be? I don't – he kept saying the day – what he kept saying? He kept saying, well, this conference is bigger – the, uh, well, he said it's it's always been bigger than twelve or something like that. I I, I don't know. You think gonna it's going to be? They need to go back to the old original Big Twelve logo. I actually thought that one was pretty cool. Well, he said it's greater than twelve. You think it's going to be twelve with the greater than symbol <laughs> next to it? <laughs> They're trying to be <laughs> hip and appear to Gen Z and all that, so probably greater it could just be an emoji <laughs> and not an actual logo. You know what I mean? Greater than or equal to twelve? Yeah, uh, an, an emoji perhaps. The salute emoji. <laughs> it'll be the emoji that's wearing the cowboy should hat. be the eggplant emoji is what it should oh, be oh come on come on <laughs> all right i'll not add the big 12 on to that it's it's pretty good all right uh quick timeout more from the rush coming up keep hitting the knippelmeyer text on 651-3439 we'll be back talking sooner football is what we do this is the ref Fowler Auto Group is proud to be a part of your community where our passion and values lie far beyond the show. We believe that families, sports, art, and culture are at the heart of every thriving community. And it's important to us that we help build the communities that our dealerships call us. Stop by any of our six Oklahoma dealerships or visit FowlerAuto.com to see the Fowler Standard hard at work. We pride ourselves on being friendly, helpful, honest, and fair. That is what drives us every day. Fowler Auto Group, a proud partner of the two our programming wherever you're at anywhere in the world if you just search k-r-e-f in the app store that's k-r-e-f in the app store i don't know how much uh, credibility espn has left i know it's not a lot i think they um at least with me can lose all remaining credibility if ou softball doesn't win best team at the espies tonight set the single season or set the winning streak record Won the third consecutive national championship. I mean, everything that this team did this year and the style that they did it, dominant fashion, it's pretty clear to me they should win best team award. I'm just not sure that that's actually going to happen. Who all's up for it? Them LSU, so, uh, right? LSU women's hoops, who honestly, man, I kind of feel like that's who's, that's who's going to win it. You know, Kansas City Chiefs, the Vegas Aces. I think the Vegas Golden Knights are there. Um, but it's it's – feels like LSU women's hoops is the leader for, you know, certain reasons. That's that's going to be the flashiest pick and I would I would put it at a very, very high percentage chance that they that they win it. But watch them just give it to the Chiefs. It'll t- fall totally flat. Oh my really? Gosh, yeah. Huh? Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean they've got maybe the best claim pulled off a three peat. Um, obviously, we know all the records. I don't need to sit here and repeat them. Like, they've probably got the best claim to it. If you're just if you're if you're being honest about it, I guess I say that I don't know anything about the Aces, WNBA. Well, right? I don't I don't know about the Aces either. But unless they set the winning streak record for their sport, then they don't have as great of a claim as OU. Like to me, that's what separates OU in this one. They, yeah. they, they set, and, and not in a record that carried over from the last year, right? That even makes it a little bit different. The fact that the record was set this year 
and the streak is still going, like going into the offseason, I think gives OU a claim that, that nobody else has yeah. after this award. So they should win it. Yeah, I, I think they will. Well, I mean, I think they should, but I think LSU will. Teddy Sane is liberally SPN. Doesn't want to give OU softball the award. Uh, I don't know if it. I don't know how does I don't how would that factor in? I don't know, but it. I don't know. The, mm. the Oklahoma team got a ton of hate. I get did LSU. I guess there was a pretty big LSU, controversy there. Yeah, I mean LSU got a ton of hate. They also got a ton of praise though. Yeah. And you had they're definitely the two most controversial teams on this list. I don't get it with OU, but well, the national championship game that you had in women's college bat like that, it has to be the most watched women's college national championship ever, right? Yeah, I, I, ever, I don't know, but in recent memory, I would probably I, and those ratings are out there somewhere, yeah. so we probably look like an idiot saying that, and it's not true, but it. Without seeing the numbers, I would probably guess that's the case. Yeah, sure. Yeah, because you had two two uh, iconic teams, kind of iconic players going up against each other. It was it was pretty big time. Cherokee Sooner says, "Brett, your mom <laughs> will make sure our girls don't win the ESPY." Uh, K-Dub in the 918, the new Big 12 logo will be a picture of someone's plate of leftover food after din- dining out at Trey's Bar and Grill in Tulsa. Oh, that's funny. That's, that is funny, actually. <laughs> uh, 405, I heard the new Big 12 logo was going to be a silhouette of Coach Stoops' ball since he slapped everyone with them for almost 20 years. <laughs> Unconfirmed rumor. Oh, uh, that's great. Santa John says uh, the old Big 12 logo, greater than Big 10, the, the B-I-G logo nice. that they have. Elvis played at Lloyd Noble in 1977, so it must be included in iconic uh, venues. LNC, Elvis, yeah, probably right. 405, missed the Big 8, was the best conference in America. You and I kind of missed the – I mean, we were alive for the Big 8 era, but we were Big 12 boys. Was it really we the best conference at that time, Big 8? Uh, I mean, the SEC really didn't start becoming – I mean, they've always been a thing, obviously. But 2000s is really when they started picking up steam. When yeah, you had OU, Nebraska, and Colorado would have some really good teams. Hell, even Oklahoma State in the 80s, in the mid-what, late 80s, had some good squads as well. Yeah, that's, and, and that goes back to a different point, but that's why I say and, – and I know not all circumstances are exactly alike, but if you want to look at past OU national championship teams – or when OU's been its best as a football program, dude, it's really kind of coincided when they've been in the best league or one of the top two leagues. When OU broke through and won the 2000 National Championship, the Big 12 was the best conference in college football, bar none. And I think you can say that about a lot of those Big 8 years as well, be it 1985. Did Nebraska win a National Championship in the 80s? No, I don't think they did. Um, I think with Devaney, they won it in 71, right? And then, of course, the three. I think they have five. They won it in 71, and then they won the three in the 90s, and maybe they won another one in the 70s. I yeah. can't remember. I, I, I guess I was going to say, like, you, you had in the Big Eight, you Colorado won it in the Big Eight, in Oklahoma. In yeah. And I, when did Nebraska – 
in the '90s were any of those Big Eight or were those all Big Twelve? Those were all Big Eights. All of them were Big well, Eight. Well, wait, no, 94, 95. So '97 was the split with Michigan. That would have been in the Big Twelve. So, so you, you won in the Big Twelve. In a decade, you had three teams win four national championships. That's that's pretty salty. And the consistency, though, too, with, with that league, like. Yeah. Um, like the SEC in the 80s, Georgia won it in 1980. I don't think Bama won one in the 80s. I think they, they won one in 92, but not the 80s. I mean, Georgia won that one title, and they were good with Herschel for a few years, but kind of feel like they fell off after that. Florida wasn't really a thing in the 80s, right? Um, I don't really know what LSU was doing in the 80s. So yeah. I, I just – that's why I'm not scared of the SEC. It's just – OU's best teams have come when they've been in the best conference uh, several years. Yeah, I, that's that's what I keep kind of rallying around, and I know it's going to be more difficult, but I I just I think that that's ultimately going to help us, without a doubt. Uh, Shark says Big Eight like the Big Twelve. There were only two teams: OU Nebraska in the Big Eight, and OU Texas in the Big Twelve. Well, we just talked about Colorado won it in the Big Eight, won a Natty. Um, Right or was that a shared or they shared in the in in ninety yeah. yeah but they had some good teams in the nineties after that in the eighties as well uh, Nebraska won championships in seventy and seventy one and yeah Miami beat Nebraska in eighty three that's the game where Nebraska tried to go for two mm-hmm. to prevent the split title I guess and and they didn't they didn't get the two point conversion I see in the yeah. Orange Bowl I believe is when that was I see yeah. So okay, if the Big Eight wasn't the best conference in those, it was it was it wasn't far behind. Well, here's the other thing: is not all of the other conferences. Whenever the Big Eight was the Big Eight, like not everyone that's in the SEC was in the SEC. Not everyone that's in the ACC was in the ACC. It was way more. Yeah, split was. Penn, Penn State, State even in it, the Big Ten? No, they're in uh, they get They joined the Big Ten in like 94, something like 92, 94, something like that. Right. Yeah. And you had Notre Dame who was good through through that era, and they were also independent. So uh, it you can't compare the Big Eight conference to like yeah. the SEC now and who's in I, it. I, just, I think what it does, it, it just makes the point of what we've had for two and a half years or you know however long it's been since the SEC move was announced. It doesn't mean that OU is going to go from winning 10 or 11 games in the Big 12 to winning 12 in the SEC. But whatever the best, best version of OU football is, whatever that looks like today and moving forward, I think is what we'll see in the SEC. Wins will be harder to come by, but the best version of OU football is what we'll see moving forward. We good with that? You good with that? Text line? I hope. Maybe we time it good and Georgia can't get past a bunch of speeding tickets and <laughs> – Nick Saban decides to retire, and who knows, timing could be on our side, right? You just never know. I mean, I would hope OU would rise to the occasion. A much tougher league. I mean, it's easy to get bored in the Big 12. Like, it's just a new challenge, I, I think. Yeah, whatever the best version is, that's, that's, uh, that's what we'll see. If Georgia has a fall from grace and Nick Saban retires and Oklahoma – you know, grabs the throne of the SEC is the new thing. Is, oh, SEC's not even good anymore. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> it's it's a, it's a bad take. Um, probably doesn't make all that much sense, but everything that's gone on this offseason with Georgia makes me really not want to pick them to the playoff. Yeah. I, I I just – I don't know, man. I, well, not that I doubt the focus. It's just – It's also hanging over the fact that they're trying to – they're trying to three-peat, which – 
Has it ever been done in college football? Uh, Minnesota did it, yes, one time. So, no, it, it's never <laughs> okay, been done. Okay, all right, fair point. <laughs> uh, it, you know, they're replacing a quarterback. You got some offseason stuff, some distraction. The uh, the AJC is coming after him, so we'll see. All right, quick timeout. Uh, let me read a few texts okay. here real quick. Santa John says the original Big 12 was the best conference with the South Division being the best division in college football. There's some truth there, man. Especially when Leach got the tech and they started doing some things. Yeah, yeah. Big 12 South was tough, man. But the North had Nebraska and Kansas State in their like Nebraska late 90s. Uh, Kansas State's best 2000s. teams ever were during that era yeah. too. Yeah, uh, so well, at, both at, divisions at first, were good. when the Big Twelve first came about, the Big Twelve North was the dominant division, right? We've with what you said with Nebraska and Kansas State, but once Oklahoma kind of took over, starting in two thousand, then I think from there on, it was the Big Twelve South that was that was more dominant. After that, well, it, it was it actually, and that's what made it the best conference in college football is. You had the clash. You had two great teams in the North, two great teams in the South, and some solid teams mixed in there in between. Like Colorado in the North was pretty daggum good around that time. They won the North in 01, in 02, in 04. They won the North four out of five years yeah. from 01 to 05. Jeez. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, one more. Peyton says the predictions are rolling in for Jaden Jackson to OU now. Nice. Four-star defensive lineman from IMG Academy. Now, hang on a daggum second. Let's go. Because I Love hear it. I've heard some people call him a four-star, but then I just saw like a promo. Twenty-four-seven composite four-star. That's the average of all the recruiting sites. Okay. Just look at that. But and you know what we do if we can find any service where he's a four-star instead the of highest. a three. That's what you say. Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, hey. Six foot two, three hundred pounds, defensive lineman out of IMG. Four o'clock tomorrow is when he's going to announce. Nice, so, that'd be go. a be a nice addition. D lineman, let's go. All right, uh, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Couple of segments left. Stay tuned. This is the Ref Sports Radio Network. The AKS Summer Beat and as we wonder why they're skipping school, someone is crying themselves to sleep. Knowing the signs is the best way to prevent bullying. Please just leave me alone. Learn the signs at sandyhookpromise.org. The Riverwind Casino and Hotel bringing you the final hour of The Rush. OU's turn at Big 12 Media Day will be tomorrow. We'll have you covered right here on The Ref. And if you haven't already, Download our free app in the App Store. KREF, you can listen to us worldwide there. All right, I'm going to show you a photo that's on our uh, KREF Sports Twitter page. Don't think about it. Just tell me the first player you think of uh, when you see this, okay? I'm showing you an OU Crimson number 14 jersey. Who's the first player you think of? Heupel. Okay, the same here. I thought of Josh Heupel as well. A lot of people think of Sam Bradford. Some were funny and put Hunter Wall in there. Mm-hmm. Others put Aaron Colvin. Really kind of shows your age how you, uh, how you answer that question, right? Because um, I definitely say Hypel, and I'm 33 years old. But lived through that era, so. Wait, some Sam's people not, said, what was the last one you said? Aaron Colvin. He wore 14? Yeah. Huh. 
Huh. Sooner legend. You don't even remember his number. No, I don't remember his number. That's a strange number for a corner. Uh, 14. Yeah, well, I mean, what is a good number for a corner? Single digit? Single digit, 20s. Um, teens, but 14 is almost feels like strictly a quarterback number, doesn't yeah, well, it? Well, for OU, it definitely does because you think of Heupel and then Sam right after that. Are there any other... Are there any other players you can think of anywhere else that are not quarterbacks that wear 14 that are that's it's been a big deal? No, I can't. Yeah. Maybe it's happened somewhere, but I can't think of it off the top of my head. Interesting. Uh, by the way, uh we we mentioned Jaden Jackson last segment. Four-star defensive lineman out of IMG. He is teammates at IMG with five-star defensive lineman David Stone. Yeah. So Got to think if OU gets Jaden Jackson tomorrow, that helps you out even more. With I hope Stone. they're friends. What if they don't like each other? That's a good point. That could be the case. Yeah. That is not the case, but I guess you never know how a relationship can turn. OU just offered another quarterback as well in 2024 out of the state of Florida. So I guess the two quarterback class is back on the table. Yeah. What does that tell you? They just want to stockpile as much depth as possible at QB? I. I think it's pretty obvious the head coach wants two QBs in this class. I think um, I think it, you need like, – depth killed us at quarterback a year ago. You had to scramble in the transfer portal. Um, I think that – I think a lot of like, – quarterbacks are going to transfer, right, in the portal. I think it's it's probably a little bit of protection against that to try and have some good numbers in there, get your numbers up. Um, train some guys in your system to where hopefully you're not reliant on uh, on portal guys to try and come in if you're scrambling. I don't know. I think it's probably, in my opinion, a numbers thing and to fight against what you think is probably going to be some attrition just because of the quarterback seems to be the highest portal position, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, th- I think it definitely is. I'm just reading back through Gundy's comments today. I, I got to say A-plus performance by him. I think he delivered exactly what we were looking for. He got in and out of there with a shot at Texas, making fun <laughs> of them, and blaming OU for Bedlam being dead. Yeah. that's uh, Gundy gave us, I think, exactly uh, what we thought that he was going to give give us today. Was there any update on the uh, candy question to – Oh, to uh, – is it Brennan Presley? No. I'm, I'm sure it was asked, though, somewhere. Yeah. And you know – Stutzman will be asked tomorrow, well, uh, how do you feel? You've been the one asking questions, doing those ninja videos on Twitter and not watching film. So you actually going to be serious here? Meanwhile, yes, the Oklahomans asking uh, OSU's best player about what their favorite candy is. Yeah. Uh, I was just looking at the the roster real quick. Of like, We only have – Jackson Arnold is the only quarterback that we have – on our roster right now, that is not a transfer. Uh, Booty, yes. Bevel, yes. Gabriel, yes. Yeah. Jacob Switzer, yes. Uh, Southeast Louisiana University. So, yeah. I think it's just to get some scholarship guys that are not that are not portal guys. Nothing against the portal guys, but just to try and try and bolster those numbers a little bit right well I mean that hasn't been all that unique to OU I I think we we looked at this a few months ago who's the last quarterback that you've signed and played their entire career all the way through OU 
I mean, Rattler was one of the few quarterbacks that you've signed that have started multiple games. He's at South Carolina. I guess Caleb Williams would be that too. Uh, we, we found the answer, and I already forgot who it was. It's not Landry. Blake Bell. It's Blake Bell is who it was. And he changed positions. Yep, Blake Bell. So how about this? The last quarterback, I think, to sign here and to play his career all the way through at the quarterback position, it may be Landry Jones. Been a decade. It's crazy, man. As a starter, I've, and it's not like, some... And if you were to say that, you would think, ooh, their quarterback position has probably been down. Not really. Yeah. They've won, what, three Heisman trophies since then? Nature, it's kind of the nature of the beast. That's just Two Heisman trophies since then, I guess? Yeah. Well, two Heisman trophy winners, but three guys that have played at quarterback at Oklahoma have won the Heisman trophy. Correct, yes. So, uh, Peyton says, in terms of OU tomorrow, the question I expect for BV is how many wins do you need this season to keep your job in 2024? The question I expect for Gundy, do you like cold pizza or reheated pizza better? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's about it. Man, that is an interesting question, though, the the pizza one. I, because whenever you reheat it in a microwave, there's like an unevenness to the, to the way that it's The crust heated. is not going to be good. Yeah, because it, it gets a little soggy. Yeah. Hmm. Probably cold is probably the right answer. Well, and wasn't that an ESPN show, Cold Pizza? Yes, it was. Nice nice memory there. That's mm-hmm. when you must have uh, first got, got cable, once you got to OU. I just remember Jason White going on there one time. Oh, God. <laughs> Did he go on there with his Jinkos? He, I just remember that he had to do it, and we were making fun of him the night before because <laughs> he had to be up there early. And then I, can't, I think we were, we were, like, walking through the Switzer Center, and they had, like, the whole thing set up, and we were, like, messing with him before he went on uh okay what was the big quote of the day today was it your mark saying well OU and Texas haven't let us in recruiting mm-hmm. they haven't played in the conference championship game in a few years was it Gundy's shot at Texas was it Gundy's shot at OU ending Bedlam day one of Big 12 media day is over what was the quote of the day um I think it's probably without knowing anything that Sarkeesian said today um it's I mean, it's probably the Gundy deal, but I, you know, I, that was the one thing that I saw today on ESPN that actually yeah. scrolled across the bottom line. Yeah, it was on their homepage a minute ago. It was on their uh, NCAA football page. It was Gundy take shot at Oklahoma. I don't remember exactly what the the headline was, but it was Gundy Bedlam rival rivalry with Oklahoma is history. I don't. Uh, I do not foresee this being the last time that he blames OU for this game going away. Uh, dude, you know that's going to happen after the game is actually played. Yeah. After the game is actually played this year, uh he'll he'll make a he'll take a parting shot there. Yeah. I there's probably going to be plenty of parting shots. Let's just hope that they're all in frustration after losing a football game. All right. Amen. Quick timeout. Uh, final opportunity to get something in on the Knippelmeyer text line, 651-3439. We'll be back. Talking Sooner football is what we do. This is The Ref. Jeff Lister here with Knippelmeyer Chevrolet. Have you been looking for a new or pre-owned vehicle? We are constantly receiving new inventory and have a wide selection of Silverados and SUVs. At Knippelmeyer, we still do business the 